The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, recruiting tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Roberts. Morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Amateur's Edge. Oh, what? What? Hey, hey, hey. At right. You gonna act right today, Randy? I, I, apparently, I ain't been acting right. right. I've been here about 30 minutes. I was a little late, and um, I ain't acting right. A little late. A little late. I was a little late. So we used to have this thing back at Hampton when I ran track. Okay. So the saying goes, <laughs> to be early is to be on time. Okay. To be on time is to be late. To be late is unacceptable. So it was back in the day, like, when Martin back King, in the day. like, what, Coretta Scott was running in? In Hampton? Who no, when I was winning eight championships. Okay, that's back in that, back in that time frame. Okay. I could have worn my rings today. I mean, they're not as, you know, nice as our guests. We're talking champions. I'll wear them we next talking time. champions today. But I won so many, I uh-huh. gave my dad a ring, my mom got one, my grandma got one, and my sister got one. And I right. got the other Three and my brother telling us up today. That's what's Mine's, up. Mine's at your house, right? Mine's at your house. Bit, since we got champions on the show, <laughs> I know y'all can't relate. <laughs> the championships? The championships, you can't. I don't know if you want to say I can't relate, but that's fine. Tell good me deal, how you can relate deal. to our to our guest who has won a championship. How can you relate? Um, I birthed three champions. Okay. Yeah, you go. And, and raised them. Okay. And they got, I like that. I got hella rings. Like, you see, I'm, I'm sorry, but they got a lot of rings. A lot of rings. A lot of rings. So okay. it's, it's cool. I didn't do it. You, you know, not you know, I so me personally, I uh I used to sleep in school and I I, I was great at sports, but I didn't take it seriously. Gotcha. And I and I didn't have somebody that saw the vision that I was I could be that person mm. and I didn't see it myself. Yeah. And so I took it upon myself to make my kids what I could have been. So you so, gave back. I appreciate assist my that. Kids. Assist my kids. I appreciate that. That's a good, good conversation to have, the importance of support and how it could push one into greatness. We got to have that conversation one day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good deal. So I guess our listeners are wondering who's the champion in the house today. Is Shamari Con- oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. It's Shamari Connor from the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a local guy. Uh, went to Trinity High School. Graduated from Virginia Tech. Uh, got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and in his rookie year was fortunate enough to win a Super Bowl ring. So we brought Shamari on the show today to tell a little bit about the season, and and um, we're encouraging people to call in at 904-641-1010 um, just to give them a shout, ask some questions, and, and um, you know, give a little feedback on, you know, or give him some congratulations on how he did and, and things of that nature. So, um so we're looking for those call-ins on that. So, Randy, you want to talk a little bit about what they're not talking about, man? What they're not talking about is a segment we're going to start doing uh, oh. uh, on a weekly basis. And so when I say what they're not talking about, I'm talking about the media. So, like, one of the first things, man, is uh, Cheryl Swoops, a six-time WNBA champion, was on a Gilbert Arenas, pod- Gilbert Arenas podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she said a whole bunch of falsehood, man, about Caitlin Clark, man. I mean, she she just rattled off just like four or five different things. She talked about how uh, Caitlin shot 40 times a game, how she was older than the rest of the players. You know, the, the significance of that is Caitlin just passed uh, Kelsey Plum's record of all-time scoring, and she's under 90 points of passing Pistol Pete to be the all-time scoring leader in college uh, basketball. And so it seems like the some of the older players in the WNBA – I kind of hating on her for for some type of reason, man. Why you say players have other players had something to say? 
No, I uh, no, nah, I can't say that. I just say Sarah Shroop for right now. I just put it out there that Sarah Shroop is. And the exactly. thing about it, it's not being shown on any platform, man. It's not being shown on any platform. So like, usually if somebody hates on somebody or somebody's biased to somebody, like you would see it on ESPN, Fox about somebody uh saying falsehoods. You just like you can say somebody is bad, but you just can't say stats that are truly false. Right. Can't say that. Right. I think that kind of falls in line with the conversations we've had in the past about the lack of uh, following in women's sports. I just don't know if it gets, you know, that much attention. Have you watched Caitlin Clark? Yeah, I definitely, definitely watched. So you telling so right now, if Caitlin Clark was to play in Jacksonville, because you're here, would you go yeah. see her play? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think she's gonna change no the game. I think she's gonna change the game. I think uh, she's gonna have her own shoe. I think she's gonna be the number one selling jersey. And I think that in America, basketball is a predominantly black, female basketball is a predominantly black sport. And I think the fact that, you know, she's coming in that thing in her own way, doing things that people have never done, it's, it's just making some people a little nervous, a little jealous. I know for me, when I was a kid, I was raised in a, a predominantly black community. So, like, when we played on the basketball court, it's, it's two things you didn't let. Like, and some people might not, might not like this, but two things you didn't let happen. You didn't let a girl beat you, and then you didn't let a white person beat you. Like, that's that's in my area because it wasn't a lot of white people around. So now you got this person that's of a different culture coming in that thing dominating. She's doing really good. Right. You got, got something to say about that? Nope. You good? I'm good. All right, for sure. Cool. Oh, also, also, let's go to the next thing. So uh, uh, what they're not talking about um, – it's two podcasts I would like people to see on YouTube. I'm going to talk about both of them. The first one I want people to see is uh, the Stephen A. Smith podcast with uh, uh, Terrence, uh, Michael Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. So this, so they interviewed each other on each other's podcast, and it's great for parents and kids to come look at. And one of the big things that uh, Michael Parsons talked about is calling himself a loser. Like and, and Stephen A. Smith was like, whoa, why would you call yourself a loser? And so he said, like, in life, I'm a winner, but because I'm not a champion and I don't know how to lead this team to a championship, I'm a loser. And, and people was like, wow, that, I think that's a great attitude to have. What do you think? So he's calling himself a loser because he hasn't won a championship, but he's not really considering, you know. His personal playing, stats. That he's playing at the highest level. And he's really on the verge of getting ready to have a hundred million dollar contract. He's so not, that doesn't mean anything to him, is what you're saying. It, and, he, but that's what's driving him. And I can, I saw. So from that perspective, I I can understand if he's using that as fuel to drive him to be great. Mm -hmm. Then I can go for that. Whatever, whatever you know, whatever gets you going. I got yeah, you, but so I, I think that. a lot of players in all sports these days are more worried about personal achievements than team achievements. You think so? Yeah, I think so too. But. It's it's kind of different with us though, but yeah, sitting around the league definitely. I say right. I say um, that's a good mindset to have though, right? For sure to um, think that you're a loser unless you win it all, but at the same time, he know he's not a loser, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, but 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 I think what he's saying though is like, I can have my best season if I don't figure out how to get everybody up during the season, during preseason, and all that kind of stuff to be ready for the playoffs. I'm just gonna have the same result. So he's taking accountability by calling himself a loser. He's calling everybody on his team during playoff situations not showing up to the table like they should. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. and so he's saying, what can I do in preparation of the playoffs to make this not happen again? Right. Well, he, he might <clears> – <throat> I don't know how he's going to feel because being on the Cowboys, you know, they – I mean, sitting here as an Eagles fan, I can't – sorry, Michael, you're just going to be a loser. I, I, I think yeah. – Unless I, you come I, up at that conference. I think Stephen, a, Stephen A's biggest point when he talked to Michael was about um, they just can't win a championship with that Prescott. And I, I agree with that. I, I think that Prescott is a great guy. I just think in, in big moments, he, he makes too many turnovers. So I'm curious, in your opinion, the difference between Pat and Dak is what? Um, I, I haven't watched a lot of Dak because we ain't played on this year, so I don't, I don't really get to watch too many teams because we'd be so busy getting prepared for the game. But um, So what do you think makes your quarterback a championship-winning quarterback? Uh, I'd say Pat, he's just different. Like, he just – you got to be born with it. or I don't know what it is, but, like, when it's time to show up, you go show up every time. Okay. I'm going I'm to come back to that in the next segment. I'm curious about what you said. Because we know that only 2% make it to the league, so all of y'all have something that most players don't. Yes, that's But true. you're in practice with him on a daily basis. So I just want you to think about that. What sets him apart? Because you've been playing football for a long time, so you've seen great athletes. But yeah. what makes Pat, at 28 years old, possibly on pace to be better than Tom Brady? You know what I'm saying? So think about oh, that. We'll get it in a second. Got to hit that. Yeah. All right. So listen, we're we're coming back with Shamar. We're gonna give him a chance to talk a little bit more. So hopefully you got the jitters out on that <laughs> first segment. But this segment is being brought to you by Premier Physical Therapy. Your wellness journey begins at Premier Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation. It's the gold standard in orthopedic and sports rehab for adults and adolescents alike. Give them a call at nine zero four. 996-6922. And listen, if you are a business owner and you want to be featured on Amateur's Edge as a sponsor, give us a call, 856-296-5108. You're listening to the Amateur's Edge. And we have Super Bowl winning champion Shamari here in studio. Come back and join us on Tinted XL 92.5 FM. Your wellness journey begins at Premier Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation, the gold standard in orthopedic and sports rehab for adults and adolescents alike. Dial 904-996-6922 or visit PremierPTJax.com today. Experience the Premier difference and take your first step towards a healthier, stronger you. Premier Physical Therapy, where Jacksonville comes to heal. PremierPTJax.com Bueller Air Conditioning presents Are You Cool? Today's lucky contestant, a coffee filter repairman from Jacksonville Beach, me, Dave Carvelas. Great, great to be here, Pat. No time to chit-chat, Dave. Here's your question. Your AC has been acting up. Do you A, ignore it and hope it gets better on its own, Two, take off all your clothes when you watch TV and hope that does the trick, or C, call Bueller Air Conditioning? Oh, jeez. I do like to sit around with no pants on. Five seconds, Dave. I'll say C. Call Bueller. That's right, Dave. A quick call to Bueller will have our expert AC technicians at your door, usually the same day, to make sure that you are cool. Can I still watch the game with no pants on? It's America, Dave. Knock yourself out. Stay cooler with Bueller. 
Visit BuellerAir.com. Have you tried golfing at the improved Cimarron Golf Club? If you haven't, I'll tell you what, you're missing out on the best deal in Jacksonville. Now, many of you have received a postcard in the mail, and of course, if you bring that with you, $45 plus tax to play. That includes a cart, lunch, and a beer at the brand new Stone Barrel Tap House. Now, go to the website, that is CimarronGolfClub.com, and sign up for the Wild One Loyalty Program. That's the Wild One Loyalty Program, and get all of these specials emailed to you from Cimarron. 15,000 workers. I'm Brian Rose from Remedy Staffing. We survey 15,000 blue-collar workers each year to better understand what drives quality and dependability in our workforce. The survey shows when looking for a new job, the initial pay rate, job security, and safety while working are the most important factors for hourly workers. If you're an employer and would like to learn more about the voice of the blue-collar worker, please call us at 904-528-1933. Weekends were made for sports, and I'll tell you my take on this weekend's best options. Pick it here. Watch for a Weekend with Dan on YouTube and Facebook. Weekend with Dan is brought to you by Stone Core. We do outdoors better. Electricians, innovators, and tech enthusiasts, listen up. Miller Electric is shaping the future, and we want you to be a part of it. From healthcare and data centers, corporate offices, aviation, and industrial facilities, Miller Electric is powering the most exciting projects in Jacksonville and beyond. We offer not just a job, but a thrilling career with great pay and incredible benefits. Visit us at millercareers.com to apply Miller Electric, where your skills meet our vision and equal opportunity employer. After consulting with several orthopedic specialists about my constant knee pain, I chose Southeast Orthopedic Specialist and Dr. Chris Swanson to handle my surgery. Their professionalism let me know this team was the one for me. The surgery was very successful, and if I ever have a future need, I'll continue to trust Southeast Orthopedic Specialists to take care of me. Relieve pain and get back to life. Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. I'm Justin Norndorf, creator of DVS, a medically-backed pitching development program designed to develop young throwers' arms safely. We are excited to be launching our Florida Development Center at B3 Better in Jacksonville. To celebrate DVS, we are offering a free virtual coaches clinic and also giving away 20 free team DVS and athletic assessments at B3 Better. To register for the clinic and your team's chance to win, go to b3better.com slash dvs and secure your spot today. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, this is the Amateur's Edge. Brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. But We're back, we're back, we're back. Welcome to the Amateur's Edge. This is your host, Jerry and Sanders, Tara Bunt, and Randy Wade. And we have a guest in the house tonight. Today, I'm sorry, Shamari Connor from the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. How you doing today, Shamari? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. So let's get right into it, man. Can you take us through the emotions and thoughts during the Super Bowl game, especially during those some, some of the key moments? Oh, uh, man, it was it was crazy. That was a very emotional game. Like, um, like definitely towards the end, you know, you go through the whole game, then at the end it get real serious. Right. Definitely when it's a close game. So, at the end, you, you'll just see, if you're looking at the sideline, everybody walking back and forth. Right. Everybody just hoping and wishing and hoping that we get it done and just 
ready to celebrate. So yeah, it was definitely crazy, filled with emotion. You got people on the sideline tearing up, crying before the game even over. So right, right. Yeah, it was it was emotional. Did you have any doubt at any moment that y'all was gonna lose? Nah, I ain't win. No, I had no doubt. Really? I thought we probably go go to another um overtime or something, but nah, right. I ain't no doubt that we was not gonna win. Right, right, right. What was the most challenging part of y'all journey to the Super Bowl, and how do you think the team overcame it? Um, the most challenging part, I say, going throughout the season and losing lose, losing a couple games. You know, Kansas City not used to losing six games or seven games so going through the season and losing them games and still be able to come back and fight and go on the road in the playoffs and win right yeah that was definitely we definitely like took the hard road right 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 what was some of the turning what was like was there a a particular turning point in the season to get to get you guys on track or what brought about that change um i don't really i don't even really think it was like a turning point um i say like like with these guys, like this is my first time being around a group of guys like this. Like when it's time to lock in, like they lock all the way in. Like mm-hmm. so, like when it's get when times get serious, like we fighting for a playoff spot, guys gonna show up, right? Yeah. And and bringing bringing that ring back home, like to Jacksonville. I know you you went to TCA, you went to Trinity Christian, and you you went immediately back to talk to the coaches and stuff like that, and and seeing your family. Like what was it like? Like uh, I don't know the count of players that. From Jacksonville, that won a Super Bowl. So, like, how how does that feel? Oh, it feels amazing, man. Definitely to do it first year. Right. So, yeah, it definitely feels amazing coming back and um, seeing all my family, seeing my um, former coaches, and everybody just proud of me. Everybody giving me the congratulations and all that. You definitely, definitely a great you got a lot of new friends now, don't you? A lot of new cousins, uh-huh. little nephews. <laughs> no, that happened once you got drafted, though, huh? Yeah. Cousins you didn't even know about. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So, did you get um, did you get a chance to make any key plays or in the game in the Super Bowl? How much? Um, I made a lot of plays um leading up to the Super Bowl in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I probably made like two or three tackles. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely got in and did my job. Um, had some good coverage. So it was crazy. Uh, we was watching in the playoffs, and you had I think it was a game before the Super Bowl, and you had a snap and clear game to me. I call it snap and clear. And Trev was like, man, he 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 doing a lot of um, a lot of pass interferences that you weren't called for. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So how was that game? Where, like, hold on, before you go, what do you mean we say snap and clear game? Was that so mean? like for people who play sports? I know you just a trainer. You don't right. know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> right. Better do like two push-ups. But um, snap and clear means like you make a mistake as a cornerback or safety or something like that. You get, you make that mistake, but you got to get ready for the next play. Like somebody right. do you bad, but you got to get ready for the next play. You don't have time to think about it. You got to get get ready for your next set and your next play. That's what I mean. Gotcha. All right, but but so so how, how was it? I know you wasn't called for him. Yeah. But like it happens though. Like Twitter was blowing up about you, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I seen I seen him on Twitter definitely um talking about it. But you know, man, if the ref don't call it, yes sir, it ain't no pass in the pen. <laughs> yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> That's like, how I look at it all yeah. the time. Yes sir, yes sir, yes, sir. but. Um, a lot of those, like, a couple of those situations, it was like I'm running with a guy and he slowed down for the ball and, like, ended up running into me, something like that. So, but, you know, you, you live and you play the next play. All right. So, we're going to talk about your rookie season uh, later on in the segment, but let's talk about that celebration and that shooting, man. Was you done for that, man? Oh, yeah, I was done for that. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. 
Did you like you had to like what was you at located to the shooter? Was you close or no? Oh, I'm not sure what it what the shooter is at. Like we didn't really hear no gunshots or none of that. Right. It was just like we was all already going into the door. Like the event was really over. Like we was getting ready to get on the buses. Then everybody just started panicking. You just see people running around everywhere. Um, like police telling you to go inside, go inside. So we didn't really know what was going on until probably like twenty minutes later. When we when we like was already hidden and safe, so so when we are in school or even in corporate America, we have like these active shooter mm-hmm. um, things that we follow. I'm sure you guys have had them at Trinity Christian, mm-hmm. right? So when you're in the actual moment, can you just describe the emotions even after the fact, finding out we were just in a real live active shooter situation? Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because like like you. Definitely, like, with our situation, like, you don't know what's going on all the way. So, like, you don't have the information. You don't know if it's an active shooter, if it's just, like, some, like a false alarm, or you never know what, what, what it could be. But, um, like, after the 20 minutes, the police, they came and they told us, like, um, everything that was going on with the shooters, um, with, like, they said, like, somebody had passed away. Yeah. Um, multiple people being shot. So, it didn't get serious until... They came in and told us that, and I was like, "Oh, dang, it's really serious." Out yeah. There. So, so how did Coach Andy Reid? Because there was actually a report that said, um, I think it was him and one of your teammates, offensive lineman, who like were grabbing kids and just mm-hmm. pulling people to safety. So after the situation resolved itself, and you guys are back together at a team, what kind of conversations were you guys having amongst yourselves? Um. Well, since then, you know, after after the parade, we usually um just like split away and yeah. the guys go their separate ways, but. You know, on the buses, we was like talking about the situation, talking about what happened, just like asking guys where they were, cause everybody was separated. Mm. Like some guys hadn't been on the bus for thirty minutes, some guys had just got on the bus, some guys were still hidden. So, um, just asking guys what what happened, did they hear anything? Like, did they see anything? Just things like that. Yeah. Did you make some phone calls to home after that? Yeah, people was blowing my phone yeah. up. So. You had to make sure everybody knew I was safe. Yeah, good. It's it's crazy. It's active shooter uh, drills going on in every club across the country, because uh, they, they shoot in clubs a lot of times. So that's it's just a How fact. How you know that? That's a good point. That's a good. I'm just oh, telling you. Okay. It's, it's, I thought you was like in the club and something happened. No, you, it's, I'm just saying across across the country, yeah. man. It's it's no different than being an active shooter than a, a shooting in a club or something like that. Yeah. Same thing. So so I got a question about Coach Andy Reid. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. He, he's with you guys, but for those of you who can see us online, I got my Eagles hat on. Are, are you upset about that? Nah, it's cool. <laughs> well, you just got to bring me a Kansas City hat and then I can swear the Chiefs. Because I, 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 I love the Chiefs because y'all have our coach, like Andy Reid. I love him. What, what makes him, in your opinion, you've only played for him for one year, but you've been around him long enough to know and see what sets him apart? Because honestly, I, I always say right now, if I was a player, I would want to either play for Dan Campbell or Andy Reid because I feel like they are players coaches. What's your opinion of him? Um, I say with Andy, with Coach Reid, it's just like he one of those legends. So anytime somebody come, like they already come with their respect, everybody already know like basically like what time it is when Coach Reid around. So, but um, what sets him apart? Uh, he definitely a players coach. He definitely have a relationship with all these guys. Like even the young guys, even the guys that just got picked up, he'll make sure you go around, talk to everybody. 
you know, if we're on a plane, coming back from a game, he'll walk up and down the plane, mm-hmm. uh, just making sure everybody good, making sure everybody injury-free and things like that. So It seemed quiet. Yeah, he yeah. do seem quiet. Yeah, he is. Like, he don't, like, he'll talk, but he'll talk in front of the group for sure, but, like, if it's a speech to be made or things like that, he'll usually, like, have somebody come in and, and 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 do it. Yeah. Like he not he not like the uh, the motivating type coach, but he's a guy who will be whispering in your ear. And, yeah, he not really no rah rah like he not right. gonna get hype and um like have no big speaks, but he he he'll definitely get you ready to play. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you got a funny mustache. Bro. You ever seen that cartoon where it's like a little thing? He got a <laughs> he got a good type. He's like I'm hound dog. You know what I'm talking about? No, we don't. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway, you gotta look it up, bro. Look it up. The okay. dude eating all the hamburgers? Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. hound dog. So that's he's he too young Casey. for that. He's too young. Okay, for you that. and Casey know that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. You gotta pull it up on the video, man. What, um, Shamar, what do you think sets apart your locker room? Obviously, you haven't been in other locker rooms, but there is obviously something special going on in Kansas City, and I'm sure you feel blessed at the opportunity to be there right now. But Take us through, like, just a day in the locker room with a quarterback like Pat, a tight end like Travis, Chris Jones on the defense. What's it like being in there? Um, It's, it's all, like, family in the locker room. It's all, like, a big brotherhood. You know, it, it's nobody that's, that's too too high to be with the guys or too high or think they're better than um the group. So, um, it's, it's great in the locker room, really. I think it all started back at camp with us, though, mm. like, because we get so close, like, everybody together every day. Mm. We, in a, we stay in the dorm, so we all together for a full month. Um, like nobody really leaving. Everybody just building that, building relationships and building that bond. So, yeah, I say it definitely starts with Kemp and just goes throughout the season. As a rookie, like, what do they like? Do they like beat you up? Like, put a pie on your face? What like? What do they do? I, I heard they do a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> nah, nah, they don't really, they don't really do nothing, nothing crazy. They'll for the rookies, it'll, it'll mainly just be like. Um, like you gotta go get the snacks, or you gotta go. You gotta get, buy. It? You gotta go buy the snacks, buy the Ooh, food. What if you ain't get drafted? Like you gotta go buy. It? Like you, if you ain't get drafted, you gotta still buy. It? Yeah, they don't care about all that. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, did they, so did they get you with the uh, the restaurant? Like, oh you had yeah, to pay yeah. For a bit. you had to pay for a bill. What bit? was the bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, nah, it wasn't crazy though. Like, um, I've. What's not crazy? Okay, everybody <laughs> don't. But we you're, we're talking to average Americans, so you're saying not crazy to you, but mm-hmm. what? What what was the I bill? mean, we had three rickets in our room, so we all split it. Oh, okay. Three, yeah, so what was the, what bill? Was the bill? We all spent like three thousand. Uh, <laughs> but but look though, guys, it was a nine thousand. It was a nine. It was a nine thousand dollar bill, Shamar. Yeah, but guys <laughs> be spending like. Twenty thousand by themselves. Andy didn't. Andy didn't come to that one, did he? Andy didn't come to that meal because it would have been more. So listen, this brings up. I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of times you see in. Have you already gone to the rookie symposium? Um, I haven't. Not yet. Okay. So typically, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but let's just talk about the money thing, right? Right. So you just said some players by themselves will spend twenty thousand dollars. How were you already prepared, and do you feel like you've already been prepared financially to know how to take care of your check in the NFL? Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely um was prepared. You know, I got my help from my um my financial advisors. Good. You know, I keep somebody that that um definitely know more about finances and money than me. So, yeah, he definitely, they definitely helped me a lot. So they're helping you to budget and things like that. Keep yeah. track of your your checks as they come in. Mm-hmm. Budget what, saved. Yeah. So when you got your first check, what did you buy? Um, I bought a car, but like I ain't spend too much. 
Okay, what kind of car? Tell I bought, us. I bought an Audi RS5. Okay. okay. Is it souped up? What's it? No, nah, it ain't even. It ain't even souped up. Just basic. Yeah, just okay. basic. Right. Cool. It's nice though, for sure. I ain't, never, I ain't never heard of a basic new car, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard of it. Hey, it's a new it's car. Nice though. That's what. That's a fire, man. That's fire. You buy anything for your family? Um, like not no big purchases, not yet. Anyways, one one thing I want to uh, talk about, kind of the next segment too, is um, you going from being a Ricky to being a part of the team. Like, how did you know, and when did you know? You made it to the point where you was gonna play. Um, first game of the season. Mm. Well, I say a little, a little before. You know, um, when they switched me to nickel, when they switched, cause I was playing safety during out throughout the whole camp. Then they switched me to nickel, like towards the end of camp, and like getting prepared for the first game. Um, we was playing Detroit, and you know they could run the ball, so mm. coach wanted me to um, coach like my role was basically like run stopper nickel. Mm-hmm. In the nickel package, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. take Trent out, um, keep Trent on the outside, and bring me in to help the run. So that first game, I think I might have started that game as a rookie. Yeah, I think I might Dude. have started that game, or I got in like the second play or the third play. But yeah, definitely early in the season. So they always just stripes in camp, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they always use you for special like projects. Like you, you was a, that guy to come in for a particular reason. On mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I watched that a lot. So, so what was your welcome to the NFL moment? My welcome to the NFL. Um, Whether in game in the locker room, um, pulling up to the facility for the first time. What, like, what is cemented in your mind as I made it? I'm here. I earned this. Oh, okay. Um, when I think welcome to the NFL, I think like. The big hit you made. Yeah, well, we like can talk about that. You can you can give us all of the moments. Give yeah, us yeah, all big, of it. Yeah. Um, dang. What was it? Like early, I was making a lot of plays on special teams. So mm-hmm. I I'd say probably like some on special teams, like snatching off a block and making a play. Um, but definitely, um, welcome to the NFL. Pulling up to to the stadium and pulling up, you see Rolls Royces yeah. and Cullens and all these <laughs> crazy cars, and you like, damn man, I'm here, and you go in the locker room with all these. All these big-time guys, legends, yeah. yeah how was it? How was it when you walked in and you met, like, Pat Mahomes for the first time? Were you a little starstruck? Or? Uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. Just walking in the locker room, just seeing, like, just a regular guy just sitting there, it was definitely crazy. But my um my DB coach, like, he got this thing that he makes us do, like, all the, what he makes the rookies do, I guess, to get, like, like um acclimated, acclimated with everybody. Like, he made me and the other rookie, Nick Jones, that got drafted, he made us. He made both of us get a ball and get Pat and Trav to sign it. Yeah, yeah like we had to go up to him and be like, "Can you sign this ball?" For <laughs> so yeah, he tried to get us around the team and acclimated with the team like that. So let me ask you, how do you transition out of that thought process though? Like, oh, at what point is it when you put on those cleats and you step on the field, or how 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 does that work? Yeah, I say when we step on the field, probably like um during camp. During camp, for sure. When right. you round, you round them every day, working, competing against each other. You know that kind of just go out of the way, and you just playing ball now. Right, right, right. So uh, you you said something about Kelsey. So I don't want to say this, but I, I got to. So what about 
did Taylor Swift like affect y'all in any way? Because like everybody was mad that she was being seen on TV all the time, even though they want to say she was seen for certain seconds or whatever. But it was too many seconds for me. But <laughs> did she affect y'all in any way in the team or anything like that? Nah, I don't think she affected us. No way. Like most of the time. You know, you're on the field. You're not worried about what's going on on the yeah, team. I'm talking about she come back in the locker room or something. Y'all had to put um, on clothes or something. Or nah, she never. She <laughs> never came to the locker room. It was never nothing like that. Okay. Are you are you a Swifty? Yeah, I, I call myself a Swifty. Really? What's okay, a, wait. So, what's so a Swifty? What, a Swifty is a Taylor, Taylor Swift fan. Okay, yeah. oh, I, I was not expecting like you, you to say know. that. So I, now you got to tell me what's your favorite Taylor Swift song. I don't know any song. So how you gonna be a Swifty? He know the words. He know the words. He don't know the name of the song. Do you do you know? Any of her music? I just heard one of the songs. Which I, one? Like that, I like that one. The funny, the funny, the real and funniest thing about it is this: a lot of people in our culture don't know Taylor Swift songs, but we heard it in the gym. If you ain't been, true. if yeah. you've been in the gym, yeah. Yeah. you don't heard. Especially the one, uh, yeah. call all the Starbucks lovers. Uh, he probably knows. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be right. <laughs> Keep so going, Jerry, keep singing. We recording. Keep going. Too. All right, listen. The next time you come back on the show. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You're gonna have to sing one of her songs. Right, so, I, so I need you to I need you to get with it. But we'll be coming back in the next segment. We have a lot more to cover with Shamari. So y'all stay tuned. This segment is brought to you by Premier Physical Therapy. Your wellness journey begins at Premier Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation. It's the gold standard in orthopedic and sports rehab for adults and adolescents alike. If you or someone you know would like to be a sponsor of Amateur's Edge, Give us a call at 856-296-5108. We are having so much fun on the show today. If you're not tuning in, you are missing out. You're listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Unlock your true potential with the power of sports hypnosis, a power embraced by elite athletes worldwide. Experience the same techniques for peak performance that have propelled top professionals in the NFL, the NBA, MLB, and the PGA to new heights. So whether you're an aspiring athlete or a seasoned pro, HypnoFit tailors to all ages. Visit HypnoFit.me today for more information to receive a free copy of AB's book, The Power of Sports Hypnosis. Step into greatness. Your journey to peak performance begins at HypnoFit.me. This is Daytona. The heart of racing, the soul of speed, and the only place in Florida to witness the adrenaline-pumping, awe-inspiring spectacle of Supercross. Daytona Supercross, where champions are made, legends are born, and the biggest names battle it out under the lights at the world center of racing. Don't miss it. The gate drops Saturday, March 2nd. Secure your tickets and trackside access today at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. Hear the Florida Gators all season on 1010XL. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, the official window and door replacement partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At Golden Hammer Roofing and Gutters, you get the golden standard in roofing. They can do 99% of home roofs in just one day. No construction activities lingering around for an extended period, allowing you to resume your normal activities. Plus weather protection. You minimize the risk for rain or weather damage during the construction process. Call or visit to find out if they can do your roof in just one day. Golden Hammer Roofing and Gutters. Golden Hammer. The golden standard in roofing. This is Frank Frangie. Join Dan Hickett and me for All Things Gators, our podcast presented by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists with new episodes every Monday. Subscribe and listen by searching for 1010XL Florida Gators Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Has someone you care about been arrested or had their driver's license taken away? 
I'm Susan Cohen, and I work with David Robbins at the law firm of Epstein & Robbins. We are experienced fighters for those charged with DUI, domestic violence, and all criminal offenses. In your battle with the justice system, there's only one thing you need to know. Dial David, 24-7 at Epstein & Robbins, 354-5645. Wow, John, my Clearwater sprinkler system looks great. All right, Frank, let's go ahead and program your Rainbird timer. How many minutes do you want the zones to run? John, I think we run from the front 20, the sides 15, the back 10, the garden 5. Clearwater scores! Well, that's a first, Frank, but you're the boss. Clearwater Irrigation. We can't sing a lick, but we sure are good at sprinklers. And drainage to clearwaterjacks.com. Instant keys. You don't have to go to the dealer. Instant Keys comes to you. For lost or broken keys or nearly any make and model of vehicle, call 722-1111 for Instant Keys Locksmith Service. If your ride is making strange noises, don't wait and make it worse. Come to Action Transmission on Merrill Race. My expert technicians can diagnose the problem and likely fix it fast. Experience the difference at Action Transmission on Merrill Race. Exciting news from Leonard Truck Accessories in Jacksonville on Blanding Boulevard. Stocking brands like Real Truck, UWS, WeatherGuard, Carry-On Trailers, and more. The best deals with the best prices only at Leonard Truck Accessories on Blanding Boulevard. Leonard, your truck, your style. Step into the world of B3 Better Sports, where every athlete is an emerging champion. Tailor-made training programs based on science, crafted for your sport, your position, your ambition. Train smarter, not harder. Just two to three times a week is all it takes to unlock your true potential. Join the legacy of top athletes from Jacks, transforming from aspiring to inspiring on and off the field. B3 Better isn't just about sports. It's a launch pad for life successes. We're more than a program. We're a community. Rise above, excel, become the athlete you're destined to be with B3 Better Sports Performance. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, the amateur's edge. Brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back to the Amateur's Edge. This is your host, Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and Satira Bunch. And we have a guest in the studio today, Super Bowl champion Shamari Connor, the Kansas City Chief. Hold on, bro. Satira J, bro. Sarah J. Jay. Jay. bro. Like, for real, for real. It's Sorry, good. I, I got to call you out, bro. You're my brother. Like, if we were playing football today, right now. Man. I'm a little off today, man. No. He's fumbling over my last name. <laughs> it's Jay, man. What does Jay stand always, for? It, it ends with an E. I always want to say bunchy. Right? But it's just bunch. Like a bunch of people? Yeah. A crunch of, crunch of munch? Dad, 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 if you're listening. Dad, if crunch you're listening, no disrespect. None whatsoever. Your, your name means None, everything, everything, dad. Great guy, great and guy. And I love you, and I respect our oh, last name, okay, dad? Definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> my my last was, name is Wade. My daddy was a defensive end. He might come up here and tackle I, I defend this in right here, but my last name, Wade, and it's like, you know how our names are like slave names or whatever. So, like, I found out. I found Wait, out. Our names our? are slave. All right. Well, 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 yeah, well, 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 let me yours. say one thing though. So, so up, man. if you hurry walk up. on a if you walk on the sidewalk and look down and you see the the seal on top of the uh, sewers, you see Wade. We made the sewer the sewer caps. Come through. Right. Oh, so Real talk. So I'm that, not joking. That I'm, explains why half the stuff that comes out your mouth is garbage. Listen, we were we were t- 
talking during the commercial break, and Casey, our producer, wanted to ask um, our guest Shamari a question. Casey, so, uh, are you familiar with uh, what Nick Saban recently said about NIL and money and and how it might affect players right now in college? Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the exact quote. So he basically was generalizing and saying that, you know, with these players and these deals now, a lot of them might not be making the best decisions possible with that money. Mm-hmm. And it could ultimately affect them down the road. Do you have any, like, advice towards, you know, your brother in that Vatek and anybody playing college or anybody heading towards that way? When that money starts talking, what would you tell them to do with that money? Um, what I would tell them to do is save, man. You know, a lot of those young kids or young teens or young adults, um, when they come in and get all that money, you know, the first thing they want to do is spend, spend, spend mm-hmm. on, like, material things that they don't even need. But I say save, get a financial advisor or somebody that, that, um, that'll help you save. And I just say that, like, just make sure you're saving money. Make sure you're not spending it all. That's good, good advice, question, man. Casey. That's good Great advice. Yeah. So, so on the break, we were talking about, you know, how you kind of grew up and your family structure, and you have three older brothers. So yeah. what was that like growing up? How do you think that – I'm sure y'all played a lot of football and there's a lot of tackling. A lot of bullying. But you were the one who made it, the baby boy. Yeah. I definitely say that they probably – they molded me a lot and made me a very tough – because, like, growing up, you know, I play, I started playing football real young, playing with my brothers, growing up playing with my brothers, me and my brothers on the same team. So mm-hmm. It was definitely always me trying to be better than them and always trying to, you know, get on their level because I was the youngest. They was always better than me, so I was always trying to get on their level. So Got you. Yeah. So you say you were real young when you started playing football. How young is young? Because you're still young, Shamar. So I probably was <laughs> – like six, my first year. Okay. okay. Do you, do you feel like at any point, I'm especially when it comes to football players, I know we see it kind of in the track world where sometimes the athlete begins to burn out right when mm-hmm. you would want them to peak because they've been competing in their sport for so long. Did you yeah. ever have have a point in your career where you were just like, man, I'm I'm tired? Um. Yeah, I had a lot of points like that, but for me, like growing up, I didn't like even though I played football young and I played basketball like. I always played sports, like, when the season was in. So I wasn't, like, training for football during basketball season gotcha. or anything like that. I was just, you know, just playing sports. And I wasn't, like, going and doing extra work and stuff. I was just staying busy and making sure I stayed playing sports. So what you that's, feel a, like- that's a very important point that you just brought up, too, the fact that you played multiple sports. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. people think you need to specialize in a sport at yeah. an early age. How would you say that molded you as an athlete playing different sports? Oh, I say that helped a lot because I started playing at the, I started playing basketball and football at the same time. Mm-hmm. So same year I started playing both. Um, I definitely say it helped a lot. You learn a lot of things in basketball that'll help you in football right. and vice versa. So they definitely can go hand in hand with any sport really. And a lot of the time it ain't even about the sport about it's about you know your athletic ability and building mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm changing it up a little bit. I, I was. Again, I'm not creeping on your social media. I was looking at your IG. You are a creep. I'm, I'm, what do you call it? The, the people that sneak on you? A, a stalker. You ever had a stalker? I have. You social have? media stalker. For real? You look like one. Too. I do. Y'all, y'all I recently <laughs> had to block one. For real? That's what you yeah. do? 
It was an accident. Well, now I'm you sorry. can block him. When I was, what did he say? He said it was an accident, like he was a stalker. Oh, <laughs> no, not you, Casey. You, Casey, you can always lie to my dude. <laughs> no, but yeah. What I was going to ask you, though, I seen that you took a picture with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. So, like, what other famous people you met so far? Um, I ain't really meet no. No famous people. I just he just was on the field after the celebration. And you said, "Let me and take just, a picture with you." Yeah, I just hurry up oh, and yeah, ran and grabbed him. Yeah, he was like, "Cool." Yeah, he was cool. He was taking pictures with everybody. Really, oh, he just had to so. go up to him and ask him. He was taking the pictures. So, did you uh, did, during the season? Did you trade jerseys with anybody? Um, yeah, I traded jerseys with a couple um Virginia Tech guys. Oh, that's like um, let me see. Dang, um, the, the, the brothers, the DBs. Kyle. The Fullers. Fullers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even play against them this year. Oh, okay. Neither one of those. Mm-hmm. But we played um, Minnesota, my boy, Christian Derisaw, the uh, left tackle. We we swapped jerseys. We played the Raiders. Um, my old teammate, Devon Diablo, they middle linebacker. And I probably had a couple more that I can't think of right now. But So, yeah. look, man, I, I, I got this uh, this Gardner Minshew jersey hanging up at the house. The wife could be here in, like, 15 minutes. Will you trade me one of yours for that one? <laughs> Straight up. Jersey? He don't Straight want up. to trade you. Come on, man. He's it's got Gardner a Gardner Minshew, Minshew jersey from Walmart. <laughs> Walmart don't make no Gardner Shamari Minshew jersey. Shamari does not want that jersey. So, so uh, do you have any player in the league right now that you – like are a fan of and you are looking forward to either going up against or just meeting in general? Um I don't know. I say um probably like before the season. Because, mm-hmm. like in the in the um in the preseason we played the Cardinals mm-hmm. and like Buddha Baker was always the guy that I right. looked up to and I wanted to, you know, emulate my game after. So definitely seeing him and being around him it was it's been cool. Crazy. Did any anybody mentor you? Like, um, anybody just come up to you in the locker room and just you know build a relationship with you? Yeah, my my since my first day, um, when I say this, Dion Bush, mm-hmm. he he in the league. He played for Miami. Mm-hmm. He on like year nine. You know, my first day in, he was he was uh, coaching me up, telling me about the league, telling me about money. You know, just talking to me about all type of things. That's cool. That's what's up. That's cool. That's Beans cool. right there. So how yeah. how have you grown personally? You know, since you. Since since the years passed by, um, I say I've grown a lot from last year. Um, yeah, you weren't even talking last year when you was on the interview. You was like a, a mouse. Remember, right. I was talking about him not being a shooter and stuff like that. Right. He was like, hey, he didn't really say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely say I, I I grew a lot over this last year. Um, been through a lot of new experiences, experienced mm-hmm. a lot of new things. So I definitely say that helped me a lot. Yeah. You humble still, man. You still humble, man. You can tell when somebody don't change or whatever, and you still humble from like me knowing you from Trinity and all that kind of stuff. That that remains it. Personality, you seem pretty chill. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm curious about something you were talking about. um, You know, playing sports growing up and how you just kind of played during the season. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, talk to the parents? Because I think we're in this culture now where parents are so focused on their kids making it that they they make them play sports year-round, right? Yeah. So if it's travel basketball, they're playing January to December. What would be your your advice to, you know, parents who are listening and even kids who feel like, I just always got to go. If I'm going to be great, I got to get there. I got to get there. Mm-hmm. I say, um, I say, like, definitely when you're so young, you don't have to rush it, like, 
it's a lot of guys that don't start playing football until high, like um you know Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't start playing football until eleventh grade. Right, mm-hmm. and, and he was a fifth round pick. I right. mean, go. first round, fifth pick. Good point. So um, I wouldn't suggest first play- round, fifth. Pick. I w- I wouldn't suggest playing football in eleventh, like starting at eleventh grade, because it's football. You get so many injuries that that if you don't know how to tackle, you know, certain things you don't know how to yeah. do. You need to learn how to do that. Yeah, before, I, get, before you get to be a heavy hit. Yeah, I yeah. say probably like middle school. Yeah, at least. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the hits get heavy. Yeah, you know? but um, I say let your kids have fun. Like, don't That's be good. don't be too pressed to um make it or something like that. I just say let them have fun. Let them enjoy the process. Let them enjoy growing up in their childhood instead of just being so locked in okay. on yeah sports or one sport. When when did you know? You had it. Like, when did you know I have what it takes to make it? I'm going to go all in, mm-hmm. set my mind on making it big. Because most people, I mean, think they have it, right? But from Virginia Tech, at what point did you know, I, I think I'm going to make a career out of this? Oh, I think I always had it, really. Like, growing up, if anybody asked me what I, what I was going to do, I, I'm always saying NFL, like, no hesitation. Anybody ask me what's my backup plan, I'm saying I'm going to the NFL. So I always had that confidence for sure. But um, when that, that moment that I really knew was probably my sophomore year. My That was my first year starting. I had a, a real good season. And, you know, a lot of guys was coming up to me and just telling me, like, how, how good I did or whatever. But I kind of knew from that point on that I was probably going to. I got, I got a question Thanks for you. We, got, we ain't got much time, but it's a deep question. So now you're going to start doing your own camps. You're going to start talking to all these kids and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen? You're going you're gonna to talk to all these kids, and all of them going to say, I want to be a professional football player. Mm-hmm. And what you going to say to them? I say, man, believe in yourself. Like, right. I just say believe in yourself. You know you know if you got it or you, or you don't. Like, is I, I, I debate you on that one because most kids think they got it, and most kids don't. So that's what one, that's one thing I want you to think about. It's a lot mm-hmm. as you being where you are. You're gonna be talking to these kids, and life just ain't about football. Yeah. And so I want you to kind of uh, think about your mindset about just changing these kids thinking of being a football player because most people do not make it. I'm, don't talk down mm-hmm. to them, but it's yeah. other things you can be. Yeah, right. for sure. You How long are you gonna be in town? Uh, I probably I leave tomorrow. Uh, where you going? You going back to Kansas City? Yeah. Time to put that work in. Mm-hmm. Don't be. Uh, what what food you gonna eat when you come to Jacksonville? What are you gonna eat before you leave tomorrow? Where you gotta hit up? Um. Well, my first stop when I got here was Potter's House. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Some other pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun, Shamari. Thank you for coming. Next time you gotta bring back the ring. Casey was a little disappointed about that. Oh uh, yeah, I bring it's it back right. for sure. Ooh, you see that right. thing. When you see that thing, the, the whole Denver Broncos thing pulled me into what them championship <laughs> rings looks like. And, yeah. man, you might shed a tear. You're going to have to pull us yeah, into I your live will. when you do that. I probably will. Promise you're going to pull us into your live when you go live and get yeah, that ring? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. You got and, show, and show them Trinity rings right along next to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Well, you've been listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5. Until the next time. Peace.